1: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the to greatest running podcast in the world, peak too early. I'm one of your hosts, Steve my Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how are you doing?
2: Uh, Steve, I'm, I'm doing okay.
1: I mean, like, I don't
2: know what you want me to say. Uh, we're living in a crazy world these days, but I'd say, for the most part, I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there, trying to get back into running, to use it
1: as a, you know, a method to clear my head. It's going okay. So, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in. And as always at the House of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud?
3: Boys, I'm I'm glad to be here. Let me tell you what. I I had to go to work today. You know, they, they sent me to the office for the first time. That was a trip. So I got that. You know, Mike kind of mentioned it. There's so much like news going on. It made me just appreciate this little opportunity to hold up in what I call the podcast studio at the House of Sav. I don't think Megan calls it that, but I call it the podcast studio to hole up in here and, and talk to my co-host on Peak Too Early. Um, this is this is a much needed to talk in time, so I am I am good. I'm glad to be here.
1: And if we're being honest guys, like we we debated if we were going to have a podcast today. Like we debated if we should just kind of let this week slide or we, we just didn't know what to do today. And so what we decided to do was we we thought that it was important to come on and talk. Um, you know, we we've kind of developed a small listener base and we are so thankful that you guys listen and that you care about seeing that podcast, that new podcast pop up in your iTunes every single week. And, you know, we just thought it was important to kind of come on and talk and not in the sense that, we think we have anything super profound to say about this situation. I mean, you know, when you break it down, we're three white, three white guys of middle class upbringing, and we don't think we want to say anything super profound. You know, we think part of what we need to do right now and what the world is going through is we need to shut up and we need to listen. Um, so we're not going to try to get political. We're not going to try to, like I said, say anything super deep or so, super profound, but we did want to talk and we wanted to talk a little bit about what we're feeling and kind of what we're going through. Um, you know, I think I'll just start off by saying this, you know, we've had a lot of time to think over the past couple months and, um, you know, we've had a lot of events in the country over the past couple weeks that have really, you know, sparked some thought and sparked some deep thought. And, you know, I think that from my perspective, you know, as a white guy, as a runner, there are a few things that I've never had to worry about in my life. Like, I've been able to go out for a run at any time of day in any neighborhood and never have to worry about anything. And that run has always been super important to me. It's been a massive part of my life. And I've always been able to count on that without fear. Um, You know, I've always looked at police officers as allies, as a welcome sight, as long as I wasn't doing anything wrong. And I have a lot of police officers in my life, and I believe those people are good people. But... I also believe that we need to consider changing the system. Um, so those are just kind of my thoughts and kind of what I've been thinking about and thinking about deeply over the past couple of days. For sure,
2: Steve. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure I can say it any better than what you just said. I think that was kind of well thought out and well said. But what I will say is kind of as I've been reflecting over the last couple of days is uh, I think I've been struggling with like how I should be reacting and how I should be feeling and and what I should be doing. And I think there's a lot of opinions on like what people should be saying, what people should be doing, how we should be acting in this time. And kind of where I'm at is like I don't know. I, I mean, I feel sad. I feel sad for everybody involved. I, I feel feel sad for for people who have been screaming at the top of their lungs for generations and generations and and still feel like it's not being heard. I I feel sad for the people out on the streets right now trying to get that message out. I, I feel sad for, you know, the cops who are trying to do the right thing and, and, and protect our communities and, and feel like they're being painted with a broad, broad brush. And I don't know. I just, I, I, I have sadness in my heart. And like you said, I think what I've been trying to, to, to think about this now is like I'm trying to absorb and listen and take in everything I can and remember that like when this social media uprise and when this all settles down and starts coming back to reality that our reality isn't what it used to be. Is that when when it stops being easy to to, to speak up and say something, that's when the fight begins and and, and when people start thinking differently and changing and and I guess that's where I'm at is trying to listen and figure out what my next
3: reality looks like. Yeah, I think the the listening part is big and I think there there doesn't have to be a rush for for guys like us to come out and have this profound statement to say on this podcast. I think just kind of hashing it out like we are right now is helpful. I mean, I think we always approach this podcast as, you know, it's a running podcast, right? But we just try to talk about, you know, what a couple of guys like us who love running, who love sports, who love to compete, you know, what we would talk about in person. Like if we had a couple beers uh, at the, the gender and saloon, you know, the kind of things that we would talk about. And this is exactly, you know, what we would talk about. And I don't think we'd have the, the right answer or the right, you know, perfect thing to say. But just having conversations like this um, is helpful because uh, there's there's so many layers to this. There's there's so much going on. There's, you know, the events um, with, with George Floyd this week is just kind of bringing up so much. Uh, you know, so much more than that, right? It's not just this one event that that's triggering everything. You know, there's so much built up tension there. And then you have the whole thing um, with what's going on in some of the cities right now, you know, living right outside of Boston. That's a whole nother, you know, wild part of it is, is seeing some of the stores um, that you, you know, walk by every day or, or work at um, or would take the tea to, those sort of things being um, destroyed. And it's just it's just so much and it's wild. Uh, I think it's, it's just helpful to, to kind of like, like you guys said, listen to it kind of figure it out with him and there's no rush to come out and have this you know profound statement from a couple of guys like us but i do think it's helpful i'm glad we are just like you know chatting about it you know kind of like we would if we were in person
1: yeah and both the i think all three of us said it that i think an important part of the process for us is we need to listen and we need to hear and and try and seek to understand and think about it right um you know i i like you know, i think we're all searching for like what we can do and 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 how we do it right now. And and I think Mike brings up an excellent point that it needs to come after the outrage. It needs to come after things are easy. Um, and I'm just trying to, you know, I'm I'm trying to, to figure that out. You know, I I I think that. Social media has been really important in this in in terms of getting news out, being able to like see things. Um, You know, we have thousands, if not millions of news broadcasters on every street corner, all with a recording device that they can blast out to the world. That's the first time in history that that's ever been able to happen. Right. Like, you know, to us, like, you know, these sort of things like these racial profilings or or, you know, these injustices have been blind to to us in in certain ways up until now. And I think that there's a lot, there's a lot of times that the finger kind of gets pushed, put on technology and social media as a bad thing, but it's creating, it's creating a situation now where people are aware and hopefully it creates change. And that's one thing that I think if, if we can look at this time and realize anything, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And
2: and it's true, Steve. Like I, I think about as, ugly as it can seem right now and as like crazy as the world feels my hope is that like one day we look back on this time in history and we're like wow we were we were there when like it actually when things started to actually change and like maybe maybe like this could be that time in history I don't know I mean I could be wrong I could be being ignorant when I say that but like who knows like maybe maybe this is 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 the final straw the turning point type thing
3: and I like being part of a community like we are of, of the running community, the sport community. I mean, sports in general are always just this great way of bringing everyone together from different backgrounds, whether you're on the same team with them or whether you're competing against it. Um, so it's, it's, this is a, a good kind of place to be um, and a good, you know, opportunity for us to be able to, um, you know, have a conversation amongst ourselves and, and the listeners of people from all types of backgrounds and just be thinking um, about, you know, current events. And I think that's the best thing we can do is just kind of like force or not force, but we have the conversation, making other people think about it as well um, and to to figure out, you know, how they feel and what action that they need to take.
1: i i I didn't plan to necessarily talk about this um it's coming to my mind now and uh i don't know screw it i'm gonna talk about it do it so i was i just got just got in from a run right and uh i had it it was a crazy day i had a lot going on for work we had to go to a wake for a family friend which is which was which is wild they had like social distancing wake it was it was it was strange and um i was just trying to sneak out i was trying to sneak out a run before the podcast i think there's a there's a curfew in my in my town where they kind of want people to start heading home. So I was trying to squeeze in it all by then, and um, I was running downtown. And outside of the city hall, there looked to be, I'd say maybe 150 to, you know, 200 people. And it was like it was a really eerie night. It was just a weird night. It had just rained. It was kind of like this overcast grayness. It was it was warm. It wasn't too warm. It was just very Very quiet, and um, it was a very peaceful protest outside of City Hall. And every single time a car drove by, they, you know, the car would honk, and they kind of cheered on. And it was everybody had signs on, signs out. They were yelling, what seemed to be pretty positive stuff. There were some uh, police officers off to the side, just kind of monitoring the situation. And I was running up on on the protesters um, just to kind of run by them and, and run up past City Hall, and I was kind of hoping that there would be cars coming by just cuz I didn't I didn't want the attention of all the protesters on me as I ran by. And I ran by and sure enough there was not a single car on the street downtown <laughs> Lowell. and it was just it was just this moment in in the eyes of every single protester was just they was just on me, right? 200 people just kind of staring at me and it was dead silent. And I was running by and I just I just kind of put my fist in the air, and all 200 people just went nuts, cheering, going crazy, yelling. What seemed to be what I could hear was positive things, Um, and, you know, I I kept running. I ran past a group of police officers, like I said, that were just kind of there overseeing things, and I turned the corner, and I just had to stop running just because it was just, it was emotional. Like, I felt super emotional. Like, I just think that the the past couple, few months have been been wild they've been the wildest few months of my life you know between the 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 virus you know um you know seeing my entire industry kind of get laid off just fight every single day to keep your job and then you know kind of seeing these things on the news and kind of having to face um you know our society and and what's going on it just it just kind of it just kind of all hit me and at the same time i was also proud of my city because i think my city's doing a really good job um not to say however people are, however people kind of are are displaying um, their frustration right now is is necessarily wrong, but I'm really proud of how my city's handling. I'm proud of how the the police are handling. I'm proud of how just, I'm just, I'm proud of a lot that's going on in in my city and my city is just kind of a, it's a very unique place. It's it's a city. It's a very diverse place. There's so many different types of thoughts and it's had racial problems in the, in the past. And um, I just think that it's, it's, it's being a leader right now. So it was a lot of things were just kind of bubbling up and I just kind of, I just kind of stood, stood there for five minutes, just kind of absorbing all thinking. And I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. I, it was just, it was, it was, it was a, it was a cool moment. It was a, it was an emotional moment. It was just, I just felt like a lot of things coming out at that time where it's just like, man, these past three, four months kind of sucked,
3: <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what are the odds that the news coverage would not just be, you know, coronavirus and, and the pandemic, you know, I mean, there's still occasional stories about that in the last few days, but it's totally been wiped out. And that was the biggest thing that ever happened to our lives. And it's still going on right now. Um, so kind of like you said, Steve, this, this is absolutely no doubt about it, the wildest time in our lives. And I would hope that it, it is the wildest time for the rest of our lives, uh, because there is just so much coming at you from from all different angles i mean just a few months ago we were at the freaking trials like having a blast and the world (laughs) was just you know normal yeah right there there is so many things but i also think um again with with the recent uh events it's it's good to uh you know, recognize that it wasn't, you know, one thing that that triggered everything. There is a long history with racial relations uh, in this country and in just probably every city in the entire country um, and in small towns as well. And so to have these events, you know, trigger it um, is just kind of bringing up stuff that's been there. It's forcing us all to look at it more in the mirror. And I know it happens, you know, every once in a while you have these these awful incidents that require us to kind of, you know, look at ourselves in the mirror. But this seems to, for whatever reason, maybe it's related to the, the virus and how it, we already have so much emotion on us, um, whether it's an economic or in health you know, stressor from the virus, whatever the reason is, this has really been the one that's put it over the top um, and forced us to really all look at ourselves.
2: For sure. Um, I don't know. I'm just sitting here thinking and we talked about kind of at length over the last two days about what we were going to do today and how we were going to approach this. And I think even logging on today, we kind of had not talked about it separately um, and didn't really know how this conversation was going to go. And I just want to say, if anybody's turning to us for any kind of answers, you, I mean, please, you're looking in the wrong place. Do you know what we usually talk about on this podcast? Hello, if you're if you're you know first timer to this one, we usually talk about you know beer miles and uh you know ridiculous sports gambling. So you're in the wrong place if you're looking for answers. But what I will say is, I feel like I personally really needed this conversation, and I hope um you know if you're listening that this conversation helped you because I feel like I've had a lot of bottled up stuff, and just listening to you guys talk and. I don't know, Steve. I, I think the story you just told kind of makes me think that like maybe that's where where we should end the conversation because like I just can't like I don't know. It it makes me emotional and it it kind of sums it up for me. It's like that that's it just seems like that's kind of where we're all at, right? And um, yeah. I don't know. I just I, I appreciate the conversation and uh, if you guys. You know, ready to move on to to some stupid track talk to distract us from all this for a few minutes and i think i'm steve put me in that place that i'm ready for it now well hey i have one more thing to say i have one more oh thing god to say. steve's gonna steve's gonna try and draw more emotion out of me let's go
1: yeah this this, this, is, this is a big one but i'm just noticing this now but trent did you shave your beard uh, Steve, I was wondering <laughs> how long we are going to talk. It took 20 minutes uh, to
2: get to th-
3: I was actually going to make it a, news, a running news story. <laughs> I can't believe that this is the first comment that has come from it. This is shocking. But, yes, I did shave it. I kept the mustache, and now you can see my mustache comes down a little bit lower, maybe like a the centimeter or two on the fast. sides. It yeah. looks
1: better than it's ever looked. You got a little bit of extra flow going, but it's oh. clean cut. You look good, Trent.
3: My my hair is just long enough. You know, it's a little messy right now. I had a hat on earlier. But it's long enough for I can kind of tuck it behind my ears now. So the tuck back behind my ears with the flow and then the mustache and the clean shaven. I mean, last night, <laughs> let me tell you what. I took scissors to it first to try and get it down to size before I'm going with the razor. I was in the bathroom for 45 minutes trying to shave that damn thing. But uh, I like the way I look. So I appreciate I appreciate the compliments, guys. You have a baby face. Yeah. I'm going to get carded again. I, there was a series there where I wasn't getting carded as well. All right, boys, let's kick off the running news.
2: All righty, so I got some news stories to say. So, you know, now that we just, you know, broke down real life news, which we don't usually do, let's get into some uh, seemingly at this point what feels like, you know, meaningless track headlines, but we're going to talk about them anyways. Uh, so the first one um this one was kind of like the first um school in the saga of cross country track and field programs that are being you know cut that kind of hit home to me cuz it's brown university it's you know in new england it's kind of in our in our our you know home over here and it's got kind of you know a, a long history of the school and of the cross country track and field program so brown cut their program and I don't know, I was reading up a little bit on it, and it's kind of interesting. Like, there's all kinds of storylines. I can't tell, like, what's real and not, but, like, I know that the, um, like, sailing team or something like that was bumped to varsity, and then the cross-country team was cut. So there's all these, like, weird things going on. But I don't know, where are you guys at with another... This is the sixth D1 program that's been cut. So we have an interesting outlook going for... Uh, the future of NCAA cross-country and track and field.
1: So, Mike, it's just men's, right?
2: It is, yes. It was the the men's program.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, we talked about this last week, but there's going to be a lot of dominoes that fall. And unfortunately, more often than not, I think when a school has to make a tough decision, track and field cross-country is going to be one of those programs that gets cut um especially the men's for the title nine purposes um but yeah like you said like i i know a lot of people that have run for brown um it's a it's a d1 school it's it's one of the the ivy league schools i feel like it's kind of one of those i i I mean it's it's a surprise it's a shock and um it makes me really scared for the future of our sport in the ncaa if it's like that quick to be cut across the board
2: and, and so there's another scary part about you that I was reading, and I'm assuming this will get changed. Maybe it's naive of me to assume this part, but apparently the program, they could have announced it earlier, and they chose to wait on it, and it was past the time, like the transfer period, I guess. So if you're like a brown cross-country runner, you're like past a certain window yeah, of
1: like transferring. That's really, that's really which I, messed I up. Mean, I mean, there's got to really be. messed up.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I I would hope, you know, I maybe again, maybe it's not even me to say this, but I would hope that they would make an exception for these athletes. But
1: I mean, I don't know, who knows? That 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 makes me really angry because yeah, if you if you know you have to make a tough decision like this, and you you gotta give those kids, you gotta give those kids an opportunity to do it somewhere else. And and you're right, there's probably gonna be some exception. Um. That that comes into play, but why leave it up to chance? Like, I mean, why risk that? You know, if you're going to if you're going to cut a group of athletes' program, like give them an opportunity to go somewhere else. That's a really messed up part. That's the part that makes me really angry. Yeah,
3: I mean, I mean, uh, that that makes me. I don't know the rule, right? But if that really is the case, then that, that is an infuriating their decision to wait on that. And there's a bunch of sports, right? They, they're cutting like 11 sports or something crazy. Um, so there's other athletes that I'm sure are facing the same thing they are. But uh, just want to reiterate, just it, it feels like a punch in the face. And it's like a harder punch each time a program drops one of these because it's not just the outliers. And I, I think I mean, you said it, Steve, it, we kind of knew dominoes would fall, but it doesn't really hit you until it's happening. And to see a school like Brown, which I mean, again, I don't know if Brown's fine financials over here, but they're an Ivy League school. I mean, how much how big an endowment do they must have, right? They got the smartest kids going out there, we're getting super high paying jobs and donating lots of money to schools, right? So if they can't keep up, you know, their current programs during this, then what about all these other schools? And and that's just we've just seen the D one schools in the headlines, right? How about the D twos and the D threes, all those smaller schools that don't have you know the endowment that don't have the the big uh fundraising uh efforts that these these ivy league schools and these other schools can do i mean how are they going to possibly keep cranking out uh cross country and track programs um i don't know man it's just like each each time you get this story it, it hurts it hurts more and more and maybe i'm
2: like again i feel like i keep claiming ignorance but you know I could be wrong on this, right? I don't know all, like, the financials behind it. and But, like, cross-country cannot be that expensive of a sport. Like, I just, I refuse to believe that it's, like, puts that big of a financial burden on a, a an institution, right? Like, like am, am I wrong? Like, am I missing something here? I just, again, I'm sure there's going to be some financial wizard who throws all kinds of crazy numbers on at me. But, like... I, I don't know. Like I, I saw someone suggesting, like, you know, the brown athletes to just like make it a club sport and just like keep competing, like right? Like show up to meets, like, or like run as a club team. And it's like, well, if they could do that, like why couldn't they just operate as a varsity team? Like, what the hell's the difference? I don't know.
3: and the the club team's not going to cut it, man. I mean, it gives the the kids that really love Brown currently that are not. You know, gonna try to transfer if they can get to a, another school by the fall semester. It gives those kids a chance to keep running, keep competing, keep having fun, doing the sport that we all love. But I mean, you're not gonna be able to sustain a decent running culture or program there if it's a club team in, over the next couple of years. No one's no one's going to Brown to run. But I, I think, I mean, the thing about the thing about cross country, you know, cost wise, I think I said something about this last week too. But if if you just cut track, right? So track and field probably a much more expensive sport to run because of the size of the roster. Um, You know, there's more maybe equipment that you need with the jumpers and and some of the throwers and such. So if you're going to cut track and field for for monetary reasons, especially when you're talking Title IX, because that's a lot of athletes on the men's side that you can kind of quickly wipe out there, um, then then what's the point of having cross-country if you're not going to have a track team? So you might as well just kind of cut that too. I wonder if any of that goes into their decision-making.
1: Well, uh, this one goes out to my brother, Matt. PC wouldn't do this. Providence College wouldn't do this,
2: right? <laughs>
0: That's
2: right Classic right. Brown
1: move, right, Matt?
2: Now now that uh you know four people just understood the uh, <laughs> PC, Brown, Rhode Island rivalry there, we'll move on to the next topic here. Um, so moving to close to home to big time hometown news story, Boston Marathon. Earlier in the year, moved from you know it's it's time and on Patriots Day in Boston to September officially canceled and moved to a virtual marathon. Gentlemen, what do you
3: think? I mean, what is there to say? This was this was coming right. It was a matter of uh, when it was going to be re- in the virtual race which i um you know applaud them for, for doing they can i'm sure the main motivator there is to to get some money to the charities that are going to really suffer from these massive road races uh not firing so i mean i hope they're able to, to keep raising money for all the charities that they always raise so much for but uh oh God. i mean it's just the the summer of bad news man it's like every it's just the summer or the spring i guess i don't even know if we're in the summer yeah the spring and the summer of bad news
1: all right, so we we knew this was coming. We said this since yes. from the day it got postponed, we knew this was this was coming. And I guess we I have. Did. yeah, pessimistic, I mean, it, pessimistic. Mike knew. <laughs> we and and I and I applaud the BAA and the city of Boston for getting out ahead of this and not dragging it on. I feel like it would have been way easier to drag this on a little bit. And so I kind of applaud them for being like, hey. We're getting out in front of this just letting you know it's not going to happen. And obviously this stinks. (laughs) I'm sick and tired of just talking about bad news. So what I'm going to say, Boston Marathon 2021 is going to be the greatest party this sport has ever seen. I don't know what we are going to do yet, but we are going to do something big, and it is going to be awesome. You take away the best event in our sport for a year. We're coming back the next year and we are throwing the biggest party Boston has ever seen and I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. I mean, I'm all in on that.
2: That's great. And the thing is too it's like it's not just to me this is like again the first domino to fall. If Boston's getting canceled, they're all going to get canceled. We're not going to have any majors. So Boston being the first in line of the major marathons that even amplifies it even more, well, right? Like we're gonna have a, a whole year.
1: Technically Tokyo. Uh, okay, sorry. <laughs>
2: Bo- Boston's the one that matters. It's the first one in in you know in our in our
3: grasp. So I don't I don't think we have many listeners in Tokyo yet. <laughs> we can we yeah, yeah. on Tokyo? We had
1: <laughs> listeners that were signed up for Tokyo though.
3: That's true. I'll sign so, up for
2: either way, now that Steve
1: stomped on my point. Sorry, sorry, the, sorry. The, yes, the mass
2: of of mega marathons of the major marathons that are going to be canceled are even going to amplify this throwdown party that we got coming. Oh yeah. I love it. I That's cannot. a great idea. I cannot wait. Alright. My favorite news story of the week. Probably the only good news story of the week. My guy, Johnny Gugore, Johnny G breaking the blue jean mile anytime of 406 oh, what do you guys think Did you guys check it out
1: yeah awesome dude he looked so smooth in those jeans like he just looked like buttery smooth in those jeans it was very impressive to watch
3: i i hope people Anyone that looked at it and just thought, you know, Johnny's a stud. He can do this. Look how easy he's making it look. I hope you went outside with a pair of jeans on and tried to run a mile. I mean, incredible. Just, just absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, I, I was so fearful for his chafing, but it didn't seem to affect his stride whatsoever. You know, he had that the full jean right down to his ankles there. He he looked good too. I mean, he he wears. I don't know what was the brand there he he wears whatever he was wearing good so good for you Johnny you look good you ran good um just just well done
2: yeah so I was not even a little bit worried that he wasn't gonna smash it I I I knew he was gonna do it um but like we talk about all the time during quarantine it's like when is somebody gonna do something that like Gain some attention and gets like some fun things going on in the sport. And, like everyone was talking about it. I think he raised like thirty thousand dollars for charity along the way, and he put on a cool event. It was live on Instagram. I just think it was well done, and I wish we were doing more of this stuff throughout quarantine. Like I feel like there was missed opportunities for pros to be taking advantage of stuff like Johnny did, and the way he hyped it was perfect. I thought the way that you know he made the a charity thing, and the way that he uh, you know, performed and and made it happen and broke a world record it was a cool thing for the whole running world to get involved in. And in this time of just cancellations and bad news and the world burning, it was something fun to to have happen and and to to watch and be a
1: part of. So, props to Johnny G. and, and, and Mike. I think like the coolest part about it, and he got a little bit emotional about it afterwards. Um, was his the, it was stitched on his shoes. It was his brother, Patty and Nami was on the other shoe. And, uh, Patty was his, his brother. And, the uh, Nami is the National Alliance for Mental Illness. And he was talking about it afterwards. And, you know, he was talking about all the crazy, he, he mentioned like, there's a lot of craziness going on in the world. And I just wanted to like bring something fun to the sport. And he said he did it for his brother. Um, pretty emotional and a, just a, a, a very cool, um, way to end it. Johnny He's just the best.
2: Johnny G's the man.
3: one of yeah.
2: our one of our original guests.
3: yeah. you know who's also the best? is the guy that that rabbited him also in blue jeans
2: yeah. i mean in yeah. shirtless too the blue yes. jeans and shirtless look was hilarious
3: <laughs> looking like a hunk and nobody's gonna give him any you know publicity for this he went out there he ran a, a very fast 800 for being or a thousand i think it was for being in blue jeans he did not have to wear blue jeans but he he rocked it i think i thought it helped just create the whole scene there so good job uh johnny spacer
1: and i and i think that they they uh they wanted no doubt they wanted no like criticism or potential like asterisks like you know everybody running right. wasn't wearing blue jeans so he's just like screw it I'm wearing i I'm wearing jeans too
2: alrighty so the last news story I got here uh so everyone's been waiting on the London marathon coming up with Kipchoge and Bikela they were supposed to go head to head um again pessimistic Mike will tell you that's probably not gonna happen. So Kipchoge and Bekele are organizing, or at least part of this event that's going on this weekend. This It's called the ma on broken up into four parts because it's a relay, I <laughs> guess. What's it called, it's, Mike? It's the Ma-Ra-On. Okay. <laughs> Get it? Because they broke marathon into four parts um
1: come on can we get a can we get a pr team on like can we get a marketing uh, team on this let's go guys let's go with a better name
2: and so it's this marathon relay everyone runs like a quarter of the marathon and you put together your team it's a cool thing right you get to be in this competition against some of the greatest to to ever do it and it's a a charity thing and an event i like the idea right the idea of it is cool um i do have some issues with it as well, but I'll let you guys go
3: ahead and talk first. So, like the idea, obviously. I mean, we've been we've been hitting home on this, and I think we're actually seeing people take advantage of this, right? We last week we're talking about the the virtual, you know, Diamond League and all all the stuff they were gonna uh, make work in the Impossible Games, is that what it was called? Um. So we we just appreciate all the efforts going out there, uh, and I appreciate these guys putting something on. However, I. I had a couple, you know, mixed feelings about it. One was I felt like it was almost uh, like almost thrown in the towel on the Bikelay uh Kipchoge, you know, head to head battle this year, which we, we probably knew was happening um at an official marathon. Um but this 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 decision to put on this event made me think, Oh boy, you know, that that's kinda of them throwing towel, it's not gonna happen. My other thought was if we can make this work, I mean we can get a head-to-head match going on between these that's, two in a marathon. Exactly, that is my biggest issue. It's like you have some of the greatest in
2: the world. You got Kipchoge, Bekele. you got uh, a Guy. Like, if they're gonna be doing this virtual real, have them race each other. Like, they're gonna go hard and, and race it. Like, like let's make it an event and have them race each other. Like, how sick would that
1: be? race island let's just get all like let's get the top 10 marathoners in the world together quarantine them for two weeks and it could be like a three a 5k loop right and you get a ton of tv coverage out there you get vegas on it for odds that would be awesome i want that I so mean bad.
2: for these guys you probably wouldn't even need to do that I, i'm pretty sure they've been training together anyway it's like fair just enough just have yeah. these four guys like go head to head and make it like a spectacle and then you can still have it like be like the rest of it, like, the general public can get involved and do a virtual portion of it as well if you want. But, like, if you're going to be – you don't have to make it a marathon. They're all running, like, you know, whatever, uh, almost a 10K. Just make it a 10K. Have these guys go head-to-head. Like, ah, oh, God, it's a nice idea, but just, like, everything in the running world, it's, like, a fine idea. But, like, we're not, you know – getting everything we could out of it we're not making it as cool as this possibly could be so in that way it frustrates me
3: the the small field size for something like a a marathon or a 10k or a half or whatever they did is something that i think would work without a, a quarantine right without the need i think there's something special about tuning into a race where the coverage can dive in and give you a full story on each athlete that you're watching, right? It's not like you watch the marathon and unless you're the the most hardcore of hardcore fans, way more of a hardcore fan than I am, and you know everybody in that that top 12, top 15, whatever that lead pack is. If you if you know everybody, you know you get to know the four runners, the six runners, I don't care whatever it is, anything, uh, a nice small field size. You're gonna feel such an attachment to it, and you know you and all your friends can each pick one guy and put money on it or whatever, and you know one of you's gonna win. There's something that I think could actually work with that, so I just I I want to see it happen.
1: I'm down. I'm all in for it. Yes, but the 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 ma what is it? The the ma ma ra the yeah on okay not great. We tried. We t- I, I applaud Wouldn't you try very hard <laughs> i applaud you i applaud you for trying well to be fair trent to be fair a couple podcasts ago we were just like just do something just do no. something do something and no, like no. you're trying right
3: uh, no no i i'm giving them props like i said i started off my 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 little turn to speak there with props for them for trying i was just making fun of the name of it they didn't try very hard if they went <laughs> with my rough, but, huh? oh man
1: uh well, that's all I got for the writing news, gentlemen. All right, Mike, Trent. So a couple episodes ago, we promised the listeners the next P2E showdown or what our next like virtual challenge was going to be. And so we got a couple things on the horizon. We talked about playing horse or P2E, and that's coming. We're going to do that by the end of the summer. I promise we're going to do it. It's a fun idea. We've kind of brainstormed a little bit. It's coming. But we got two things on the horizons that I wanted to talk to our listeners about and the people that kind of follow us on Trava. In two weeks, there's the Brooklyn Mile, and so the three of us, we're gonna we're gonna throw down in the mile. It's been a long time since the, each each of us have run a mile, so we're gonna sign up and we're going to run the Brooklyn Mile. And what we're gonna do is we're probably going to come up with a prize for the top male and female P2E listener in the Brooklyn Mile. So that's coming. That's coming up in two weeks. So get ready. Get Start getting your, your speed work in. Start getting your spikes, spikes ready. We'll go more in depth on that next week, but then coming. I'd say give us a few weeks. Give us a month. What we're going to do is P2E. Get ready, boys. P2E is going to create its own virtual race. And this one isn't going to be like any of the other virtual races out there. It is going to be awesome and I cannot wait so I'm teasing a couple things here not giving a bunch of details but I wanted I wanted to just tell the listeners that we've been thinking about it we've been brainstorming and it's coming trust me it's coming it's gonna be awesome Steve I'm here? just in
2: it I'm just in it for the virtual
1: after party <laughs> yeah right it, well put it on the list brainstorm right here put it on the <laughs> list it's gonna have a virtual after party see like here's the thing guys you do you do a a a a p2e showdown, show, showdown uh, uh, a p2e oh, virtual race a p2e showdown. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> you do a p2e Leave
1: showdown. You do a p2e virtual race. It it's not going to be like any other virtual race on the on the internet. I promise you that.
3: This is this is putting a lot of pressure on us boys. <laughs> Trent, you telling me you can't
1: you can't put together a better virtual race than some of these jokers on the internet?
3: Oh, oh I know. I know that we can put together a, a better race than some of these jokers on the internet. Um you just you just have so much passion, Steve, that sometimes I get a little overwhelmed over here in the house of Sav. and it's like, "Whoa, we got to make this amazing," which we will, which we absolutely will. But I mean,
2: your options are, you know, P2E's badass
3: race or the Ma on.
2: yeah right so i mean you take your pick
3: we could do we could do uh teams of three and it could be p two <laughs>
1: perfect name perfect name uh what do you guys think you can do the the brooklyn island
3: uh, not before, fast before we- i might not even be able to run i'm gonna walk <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> before we give times can i just say that i i think i'm at a point in my life where you say oh you know, the of miles in two weeks where it's like, all right, I got two weeks to get in mile shape. And that feels about right. You know, if I was training for a mile, regardless of how much running I've been doing, you know, I got two weeks to do maybe a speed workout um, twice and then some strides during the week leading up to it. And all of a sudden I'm in peak mile shape for where I am right now. So plenty of time to get in mile shape.
2: Steve, you just told the whole P2E world that I'm doing the Brooklyn Mile at the same time you told me I'm doing the Brooklyn Mile. So my level of anxiety <laughs> is pretty much through the roof right now. Um, I'm probably not going to sleep tonight having to think about it. So, yeah, that's, that's about where I'm
1: at. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into our final segment of the day. Like we were kind of saying at the top of the show, this was uh, we didn't know really one where we wanted to go with today's episode. Um, we're mixing up. We decided to hold off on an interview and just kind of make it the, you know, the 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 gang hanging out, the the three uh, P2E boys hanging out. Um, so we're gonna go back to what we did last week and we're gonna go personal podium. So Mike, why don't you talk about this week's personal podium? All right, what we're doing this week is a personal podium of
2: running apparel. And I'm not talking like brands or like your favorite like running shoe. I'm talking about like your swag. You're going out for a run, like what is your go-to running swag? So how what's the order of the of the snake draft tonight, Steve? How are we going to do this?
1: All right. So it went and went Mike, Trent, me last time. So we'll just kind of cycle it around. So we'll go Trent, me, Mike this time. Okay. All right. So Trent, why don't you Trent. kick us off?
3: Mm. Running apparel, I mean, so many options here. Um, this is a tough one to strategize, right? Because you have a couple of your favorites. I mean, what as the first pick? I want to make sure I take something that you guys may like, um, so that I that I'm not leaving you all your cards on the table. So I'm gonna save a couple for later. I will go with the the running hat, the 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 mm. the man with the flow. Anyone that has a little bit of flow out there, if you don't have flow, you need kind of the running hat. It serves the dual purpose of the headband, right? Keeps the hair out of the eyes and also, uh, you know, got to get that sun out of your eyes, too. You ever you ever see someone run? They're just squinting the whole time. I mean, so much waste energy. Awful. So the running hat, I'm typically up backwards or forwards, you know, depending on where the sun's coming at me. Then I'll go backwards with it or forwards. I got a couple go-to running hats that I always wear. Um, so running hat, first pick.
1: Like it. Like it. Dave Waddle style. All right. So I can't believe that this this one slid to to the second overall pick, but this is the greatest piece of running apparel, the the um the top running accessory, right? And if you see somebody show up to the race with one of these, it's like that is awesome. You are the man and you're probably going to beat me. It is your high school running singlet. Hmm, you show up to like a them? race rocking your high school running singlet. I mean, I don't know if I can still fit into mine, so that's maybe a little project for me is to one day fit back into my high school running singlet. But that is, to me, that's the number one piece of running apparel slash running accessory. I do like it. I do like that. That's a good one. All right. So I got
2: the back-to-back pick here. Um, I think I would be remiss if I didn't go with this one. My first overall pick, uh, we all know, I'm a big headband guy. Always been a big headband guy. You know, you like the hat, but sometimes you're going on a longer run or a race or something like that. The hat is just a little bulky, a little bit too much. The headband does the right job. It keeps the hair out of your face, gathers up all the sweat. You look like a badass. I'm a headband guy. Just just that's my, it's my go-to. Um, number two, I am going to go with the boxers and basketball shorts on a run.
0: I mean, <laughs> oh, just God. bringing
2: you back to your glory days before you got to college and everyone kind of bullied you into like having to wear the short shorts and stuff think about your freshman year of high school when you show up to your first cross-country practice ever you got no running gear whatsoever and it's like sometimes i just need to remind myself where i came from and my roots and then i'm not this nerdy this nerdy runner right so you got to just strap on the boxers in the athletic, longer basketball shorts, and get out there for a run. Terrible. Oh, God, My thighs hurt just thinking
1: about that. Terrible, that's right. All right, so is it back to me? Back to you. All right, so this, this running accessory slash running apparel is something that I have started using a little bit later in my running life. In fact, I've started using it within the past year. And there's some strategy to this, right? So I'm a little, I'm not quite as in shape as i've been in the past couple years but i can still throw down like if i need to like i can mix it up i can get in the mix and if i have a great day i'll be at the front of that pack but if i want an excuse if i want if i want to feel like i need to drop the 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 back of the pack i don't feel like an idiot doing that so and the other the last part of this is i'm unassuming i'm so if I show up to the starting line wearing this, nobody thinks that I can compete with them. But you know, I might surprise them on a good day. Just a straight up gray cotton t-shirt, right? Yes, so you yes, show up, love, show up wearing that. that gray cotton t-shirt. It's happened to me twice in the past year, right? Where I, I ended up on the podium at a race, and uh, the guy behind me said, he said. He didn't think I belonged up there. He was just saying I, he was going to catch me the entire race because I, I showed up not wearing running clothes. And then it happened to me on the track with shout out Joe Rand and, and Nate Weber, where Nate overheard, you know, a coach for I think it was Holy Cross or something saying, what's this guy doing out there? And I ended up surprising the whole, all the stands at the, the BU mini meet. So gray cotton T-shirt, make yourself look unassuming out there. The the only thing that, like, I think can compete with the
2: gray cotton t-shirt is just the straight, like, white tee. Like, I yeah. love seeing a guy, like, shout out uh, Pat Morassi from Lowell, 4-Minute Miler, who just shows up to, like, these random road races just not looking like a runner at all, just wearing, the you know, the classic, you know, crew neck white tee and just dominates people. Like, it just it's so badass. So badass when you can just dominate a field wearing, like, a plain gray or plain just white tee.
1: But the white tee also can go the other way right where gray is is it's more unassuming because like you said sometimes that just super fast guy that just doesn't care is is known for showing up in the white t-shirt the gray just makes you that much more unassuming for sure
3: mike goes with basketball shorts and boxers steve goes with gray great t i'm <laughs> not sure they even realize what sport we're talking about when we <laughs> talk about our favorite apparel I uh, for my second pick am gonna stick with the headgear. The headgear is, is super important, but something I got turned on to probably the end of my competitive running career that I just wish I had had discovered earlier. And that is it, it's not it's not the headbands that Mike is talking about. Mike's talking about, you know, like a sweatband or a bandana tied around his forehead, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. The thicker I'm talking the thicker to, stuff. I'm going the winner headband. The headband that goes over the ears, like the ear cover, right? Because oh. I used to be I used to be a winter hat guy when I ran, right? Your head gets cold. Um, and then I, I always would overheat, right? My hair is getting all sweaty. But my ears would get cold if I take my hat off. So I don't know how it took me so long to realize that they make these things that keep your ears warm. But but not doesn't overheat the top of your head so it's it's changed my life winter running I'm always comfortable on the coldest of cold days I don't want winter hat I want my winter headband and so this then will come back to me no no, no, I'm no, no, no oh you get
1: the double pick sneak draft
3: I was waiting for you guys just to compliment me I was waiting for the, the round of applause it's thing. okay, <laughs> it's, it's, right okay. Right. it's all right and then my last one I mean this is this just has to 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 be on brand right I can't go. Oh, an entire you know, running accessory thing without some sort of anti-chafing. And I will go with the classic, the body glide. I'm not even sure if this counts. If we're saying apparel, then I'll go <laughs> nipple nipple grip things, the, the nip protectors. Um, so if you're going to give me the accessory, I'm going to go body glide. It's just such an essential for me. I don't need it if I'm only going out for 20, 30 minutes. But once it starts stretching out for longer than that, I don't know. I just have, I have the thunder thighs. I don't know what it is. But it's not just my thighs. It's, it's everywhere. It's my armpits. I get that. I get... You know, I get other places I won't even talk about right now, but I just, I need that that glide.
1: She's got that baby spot, the baby soft skin there, Trent, you know? You guys can see it now. Now that shit. Skin, yeah. <laughs> All right, so now it comes to me, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, you're figuring it out. <laughs> so I've just realized this. I'm going with three different types of shirts, but I'm okay with that. And I don't think that this one needs any explanation. I'm just going to say Tom Brady jersey. Yeah. Good one,
2: good one, very good one. <laughs> All right, so my last one, and, yeah, you know, it's crazy that this is falling to me, and I think it it works out perfectly just like I planned it, because I'm going, my last pick was boxers and basketball shorts. This one I'm going with running short shorts, because not not for any reason other than generally I don't wear them much anymore, but that day that I strap on the short shorts and I'm, you know, showing a little extra thigh. My legs are feeling a little bit longer. I feel like, you know, I just got a little something extra. I mean, I'm flying those runs. I mean, I'm feeling like I'm running the streets out there and I'm in charge and I'm the boss. I used to feel that way back in the day, but now it's like a few and far between when those things come on and you know I mean business when I'm going with the short shorts. I almost went with the with the half tights just to piss Steve off because I know he doesn't like those, but <laughs> I feel like those days have definitely passed me by now I can't I can't just go down the you know the sidewalk wearing those you need to be like on a track for that and I just don't find myself on track. so I'm going with the classic. it took to the last pick in the
1: draft, you know Tom Brady 199 but we're going with the classic short shorts. So I feel like the older I get and the slower I get, the longer my shorts get. That's just like a fact of life. And a close cousin to the gray T-shirt is like the long, showing up to the starting line in long shorts, right? So the longer your shorts are at the starting line, the more
3: unassuming you are. Yeah, the the running shorts, but the long ones, right? If you wear the yeah. basketball shorts, then it's you're just a wild card, right? I assume yeah. you're terrible, <laughs> maybe there's some some wild cardness in you. But if you went out to buy running shorts and you bought them so that they go to the top of your knees or, or even you know mid knee, then and that, that's, oh, that's telling for sure that's where we
2: all should be living these days the ones i'm talking about is like the ones that are all the way at the bottom of your running clothes to the drawer to the yeah you in. get those long splits where it's like oh god where are these I, I can't find them i haven't worn them in weeks or it's like race day and you know it's like oh man where are those those are the, the everyone, you, we all have that one pair of shorts that we know that are just
1: a little bit too short for what, you know, the stage of running are at. Those are the ones I'm talking about. So when we did the indoor beer mile, Mike, I went through my, uh, my box of running gear to pull out my like shortest pair of like short shorts. Like my, they were my game day shorts like a few years yep. ago and I threw them on cause I thought it'd be funny for the video. And I walked out of my room and my wife just goes, whoa, what the hell are you doing? he goes take those off right now <laughs>
3: i had the i had the moment probably last summer where i put on a pair of shorts that you used to wear and it was summer so i was going shirtless just going out there and as i'm running in the city right so as i'm running by you know other people i all of a sudden just had this self-consciousness come over me for the first time where it's like i really shouldn't be out in public with this little clothing on right <laughs> just the no shirt and the like barely covering shorts like i feel like you know that that mom with that that little kid over there might might not appreciate what I'm showing off right now.
2: And then you <laughs> throw in the mustache, and it's just it's just not a great look, Trent. I
3: had, no, I, I won't, I won't even
1: <laughs> Another thought on race day shorts. You you made me think of it when you were talking about the the guy showing up in basketball shorts, who's the wild card. I think the odds that if a guy shows up to the starting line and he wiggles way to his front in basketball shorts. The odds of him leading for the first mile and then finishing in the bottom twenty percent of the field is like plus five hundred, right? Oh yeah, I, I mean, mean he's no, no. I'm sorry, not plus five hundred, minus five hundred. Yeah,
2: 500. yeah. I mean that he's just that—that's the demographic he's in for sure. He's for not sure. making he,
3: it to a mile. <laughs> he's gonna make it to the four hundred, the eight
1: hundred. a quarter mile, fair enough. Fair
3: enough.
2: <laughs> he's one of two people, and like nine out of ten times, he's the guy you're talking about. Every once in a while, he's like the, you know, college legend who, you know, stopped running after college and
3: just comes left, back and dominates people.
1: I left all my, my running gear at school over winter break. This is all yeah, I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> so uh, now we're getting into it, but I'm going for it. Uh, I, I, I'm not saying I was college legend, but I was participating in a really, really, really slow 5K one time. Um, I think, uh, you know, I won it in like 1940 or something. But. And I was coming right out of college. I was in great shape. And all I had were my hiking boots on me. Like my, my boots, they were low tops, right? They were just kind of ankle, but they were like hiking shoes. And I just showed up because someone kind of talked me into it. And I was up in the mountains. And I was like, all right, I'll just do it. Uh, luckily, it was a lot on grass. But I was running up 5K in these hiking shoes. I never felt like such a jabroni, but just, you know, pretty pretty awesome at the same time that I could pull this off and win. So, um, I, 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 I'd love to see people thinking as I got to the line with these, you know, these boots on. Yeah. You must've
2: had like the guy in second who just like, can't seem to like close the gap on. You must be like, so down on himself. Like I can't even beat this guy. He's wearing work boots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys, let's kick off the bell app. Mike, what do you got for people on the bell app? So, you know, we
2: started the, the show on a certain vibe, and I hope that, you know, we were able to kind of distract for a little bit and get people to, to laugh and, and enjoy the middle of the podcast a little bit. But just to bring it back and close it out one last time, I wanted to shout out, um, so for a while now, we've been kind of watching the our guys over at The Running Report grow, and I just think... For a long time, I've admired the work that they're doing because it's this on brand, the same messages we're talking about, just doing it in a little bit different way. And um, I don't know, I just feel like we kind of struggled to convey, not struggled, but we're trying to figure out a way to convey the message at the top of the show. And if you're looking for another platform to really hear this message and to, to hear it from you know, some people who you know, maybe have a, a more legitimate take on it than us. I think they have an awesome podcast. I've been following it, Two Black Runners, and I'm just, I cannot wait to hear their take on everything. I just think it's going to be uh, an emotional and motivational episode. So if you're looking for an outlet to go talk about this and listen to this stuff more,
1: our guys at Two Black Runners and Running Report, check it out. That That's where you need to go. Agreed. Can't wait to hear their podcast tomorrow. Trent, what do you got for people on the Bell
3: app? Big, big old thank you to all listeners that that listen. That that's really all I got. No ask this week. Just just a thank you for for listening. You know, um, to, as Mike kind of said earlier in the show, and as we we all maybe talked about, this is a good release for us. And, and I did really look forward to today's uh, today's. Podcast. I mean, I did have to go to work, which is one thing that threw me out of it. But there's also just a whole lot going on, and I appreciate the uh, opportunity to talk uh, with you guys, Mike and Steve. And I appreciate the fact that people actually uh, listen to us, and um, you know, don't don't hate us enough that they don't that they don't listen to any more episodes. So I thank you guys for listening. Um, you make you make the podcast. It makes it uh, fun for for us, and uh, particularly helpful and and, uh, something I look forward to during these last few weeks.
1: Couldn't agree more. Um, I think you got to go check out uh, Joe Klecker's Instagram. He is a recent graduate of the University of Colorado and one of the stars in the sport. Um, He would have been competing for national championships uh, at at outdoors. I mean, I'm really excited to see where he kind of goes in his pro career but he is raffling off one of his uh, Colorado kits, like a whole, you know, sweatshirt, singlet, like a whole, like a whole bunch of stuff, um, to support his hometown in, in Minnesota. Um, so you should go check it out. And then I just also want to echo what Trent says, like the fact that you guys listen to us every week, like it means so much. Like we love the fact that we're like we're building a community here, and we love you guys for that. And we're gonna keep putting out a podcast every single week and it's gonna we want to grow this thing so thank you other than that guys i would have run faster but i peaked too early mike hit me with the josie
0: josie's on a vacation far away come around and talk it over so many things that i want to say you know i like my girls a little bit older i just want to use your love tonight Your love tonight. I ain't got many friends I could talk to. Nowhere to run when I'm in trouble. You know I would do anything for you. Stay the night but keep it undercover. I just wanna use your love tonight.